Hello everyone, a very quick one from me. This podcast would not be possible without our amazing podcast partners. Because you listen to the show, you are able to get your hands on exclusive savings on both Vincherry and Sourcebreaker. They're award-winning products, and if you are a growing recruitment business, then you have to check out Vincherry, who are a all-in-one recruitment operating system for your growing recruitment company. With Sourcebreaker, if you truly want to equip your teams with the best possible tools to stand out and beat the competition, you have to look at Sourcebreaker. Use the link in the show notes to get a demo booked in, check out these products, and get your hands on those exclusive savings. Welcome back to a, another episode of the Recruitment Mentors podcast. I'm your host, Hisham Azuz. This is a, another installment of our early on in recruitment series. I'm joined by Becca from Umatter, uh, who we're going to sort of dive into her journey so far. But we were just talking before this, and we wanted to just give all of you just some useful context. So um, Becca, for the last year, has been building her career at Umatter and recently had her year milestone. So that's what we're going to be really digging uh, into today. But what's sort of interesting, I certainly find interesting as part of this story, is about four years ago, um, Becca actually got into the recruitment industry she joined a business where she was doing contract construction recruitment. She did that for four to six months and actually thought that recruitment is not for her. <laughs> and she left the industry. Becca then went back into hospitality for a couple of years before then joining Umatter in 2021. So I think what's really cool about this is Becca's still early on in her journey, but actually had yeah a prior recruitment experience that could have potentially meant that Becca hasn't then gone on to have this amazing journey of you matter so far. So I think this is, yeah, an interesting one. And, and I guess part of this episode is just to educate some of you that just because your first job in recruitment maybe didn't work out, um, there's a few things that Becca's going to share that, that could get you thinking about um, what could make a successful um, career in recruitment if things didn't work out initially. So I guess... Becca, where I've been starting and, and why I wanted to give that context is how has, I guess, recruitment with you matter in this sort of last year, maybe compared to what you expected from, from your previous experience? Let's, let's start there. Yeah, so um, unfortunately, I, I started off with a really negative mindset. And I know that uh, recruitment, unfortunately, sometimes has a bad stigma around it. And I think the experience that I had kind of makes sense and it proves as to why sometimes it does. Um, but yeah, like what I really think in regards to that experience that I had, um, it was awful. <laughs> I started um, three months, I did resourcing. I was on a really low basic and I didn't even actually get any commission for placing sort of anywhere between five and 15 construction workers into their job every day. Um, and. And yeah, to me, I was surrounded by people that didn't really give me any guidance and um, and didn't really look like they enjoyed their job either. So um, it wasn't something that I lasted very long in. When I got promoted and I was um, uh, doing BD, um, I was just left on my own to do it. Did make like 20, 30 cold calls a day and, and see where it got me. Um, so yeah, it wasn't really the best start, but I think when I spoke with Mitchell uh, straight away, it was something that I was really upfront and honest about. Um, recruitment wasn't really quite for me. I'm quite a um, 
I'm not really modest. I like to be the best at everything. I I like to think that I'm the best at everything that I do. So um, when I wasn't very good at recruitment, I could, I just give it up. Like I'm like, okay, I'm not the best, so I'll just stop. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it was more. I was more sold on on the fact that you matter, as well as a lot of other companies are really trying to change that bad stigma now, and they're really trying to. Um, put in the good practices and really understand what recruitment's about. And even now, like when I look back to that pre previous role, I just don't think that it's even in the same sort of um, like region of things. I don't see recruitment then and recruitment now is the same at all. <laughs> like I'm building relationships now. Like I have a team that really collaborate and work together. So I think um, like something that I wanted to come on here and really talk about is not only understanding recruitment, coming into recruitment, but understanding um, particularly like what sector you're going into, whether you want to work in like uh, permanent work or contract work or like, yeah, like whether it's a long-term goal for people. So I definitely say as much as um, I enjoy my role now, it's still difficult. I can't lie and say that it's, it's a lot easier than I thought, but um, I think now that the highs definitely outweigh the lows with this job. Yeah, I love that. So I guess just to, I guess, let's just start just really quickly then just because you, you shared some really good stuff there. Um, before I start asking you about your first year with Umatter, like for people that might be listening to this that might be in the, like similar to you, first couple of months um, and might sort of be thinking recruitment is not for me. I guess knowing what you know now and you've obviously got the benefit of this whole experience you've had of you matter that you you may not have known existed um like what advice would you give to people that may be thinking oh recruitment is not for me but obviously you've experienced that actually getting in the right company the right sector has really helped you so I don't know is there anything that you would maybe say to people to consider or uh, things that you would encourage them to do just before they decide to hang up their uh, yeah boots of doing recruitment forever yeah I definitely just really understand like what it is that's like making them unhappy in their job like because like is it the fact that you're working with contractors like um sorry construction workers like, i don't want to put a, ba a bad name on just saying. oh yeah sure but, is, um, is that yeah, that's my, that's yeah that's my experience and like even doing bd like that you're speaking to like proper geezery guys that just if if they get a cold call like they're just going to hang up and they don't really care so um, to, to me, like that sector wasn't really great for myself. Like, is it the team that you're around? Again, I was surrounded by people that were 10 plus years older than me. Um, and yeah, just seemed like they didn't really have much drive or motivation themselves. Like really understand what it is that's making you unhappy there and, and just look around like recruitment's huge. Like there's what, like 40,000 recruitment companies in the UK. Um, like you need to understand that like the like recruitment as a whole is an insane platform and it can do wonderful things for you but like you need to understand like that different companies are all doing different things like even now with you matter we're a startup company it's something i've never worked in before but it gives me a lot of like drive and it, it gives me a mission as well to work on yeah i love that i think yeah if you're and hopefully a part of this can educate people on that but I think that's, that's great advice. I think if you're listening right now and you are unhappy, take a step back and recognize what it is that you are unhappy with. Um, mm -hmm. Because saying I don't like recruitment, there's probably peel back the onion on that. There might be a few things in there that actually 
you by making uh, speak to other companies or there'll be other things that you can control like the sets you recruit in the people that you're working with like that's part of working in recruitment but there are actually things you can influence by getting into the right company um so yeah. okay awesome so let, let's get into this then so what i always like asking becca is like what what skills or experience then has recruitment given you that maybe you, you least expected to get from, from this career so far um, I think it's uh, quite an obvious one. It is my confidence, and it's it's crazy because I've had confidence grow in like every area of what I do. Like I, I worked like at a theme park, and I had to speak to like thousands of different people every day. So I I built confidence from that. But like now, I have confidence in like talking about software development and coding languages, and and just give me the confidence to understand that I can be an expert in whatever field that I want to. Um, I mean, it's confidence is something that I always thought I had, but it just really just made me put it into a whole new practice. And yeah, just times the confidence that I have um, by, by a mile, definitely. I love this. And how is that? Has, have you also seen that show up in your personal life? Um, I can't imagine I, I could have got more confident. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> No, no, it, it definitely has. Like, there's there's stuff now that I'm I'm achieving that I I never achieved before. Like, it's it's given me the confidence to like even start my own mortgage process. Like, that's something that wasn't even on the cards for a long, long time for me. And it's and yeah, it's pushed me into like adult life really. <laughs> I guess what I take from that is like it's you you're someone who is confident. But being in the environment that you've been in and, and the career in recruitment, it's, it seems like what I'm getting is that it's shown you that you're capable even more. Or like, yeah, you're, it's given me the chance to adapt to, to all different certain like situations. Like, I never ever in a million years thought that I'd be able to talk about like, yeah, like coding and software development. But yeah, it just made me see that you can really adapt to anything. Okay, so let so so let let me ask you then what what has in this year then what because obviously you had some previous context and experience, what what has been maybe more challenging in your first year than than you expected? Um, I'd say really uh, like the lows um, of recruitment they 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 do come out of nowhere. Um, I'd say you can't like they're unexpected. I know that. I was on like such a high and I was um, billing like every single month and I was really lucky to start off when I did. But I think one month I had like five or six rejected offers. And oh. to me, that was that was crazy. Like I thought if I got any offer at any point, like I can close it, that's no problem. And then, yeah, like five or six rejected offers in a month and I was thinking this is going to be my first month, like getting way over like a five-figure paycheck. Like it's going to be, it's going to be fantastic. And then yeah, it just comes out of nowhere and it hits, it hits you hard. Um, but yeah, like that was a huge challenge for me. And again, it's just a point for me to step back and look at everything and just think, um, like where can I improve? Like what's really like, like is, is there anything that I could have done, or is it just the industry? And sometimes it is, sometimes you could have made improvements, but you just learn from it. So let's just talk about this for a moment, not to sort of make you relive a horrible moment. <laughs> but I think this, what you're talking about is something that a lot of people go through and can be a real catalyst as to why people leave the industry. Mm -hmm. So you just mentioned there about 
having the right mindset towards it in terms of like right what can becca learn what can you do differently next time what can you improve on but thinking mm -hmm. about that month like you said already maybe worked out what it is you're going to get paid maybe even thinking about how much you can save towards your mortgage from that paypal what you can spend the money yeah. on so then having those rejected offers and uh, it not happening is really difficult to swallow like what what did you what did you do to like work for it like what like what did you have to do to make sure that your whole month you didn't spend dwelling on what could have been like did you go out and go for a walk like i don't know what what did you do that to help you get out of that potential funk um yeah. well i always say like keeping busy like is is the best thing but definitely just step back and look at each situation as a separate situation like when it comes to the month i did look back and i think wow that was five five offers there just <laughs> like that's tough but each as it comes like you need to just understand each different situation as its own situation and then um just shake it off and and think of the next day as the next day and something that i find super motivating like i don't know how many um sort of like managers or founders will be listening to my first year but those one-on-one -on -one interview one-on-one uh, -on -one, um uh, training sessions or one-on-one -on -one meetings that you have with your founder, with your um, your mentor, like I find them super helpful, like just to sit down and really get everything off your chest, uh, how you're feeling, and not only that, like hear that it's it's not just you that your your founder that build <laughs> like a million pound in a year, like he's had the same thing, like he's had more than that, like go wrong, and he is where he is now. I find that super motivating for myself. And from that from that month, what what was what was like the key takeaway or key learning that that you took away from? I know that I know that it's quite contextual, or whatever. But is there anything that comes to mind that you're like, you know what? That's something that I really learned from that period that I really like always have to do now, or something that you always keep top of mind. Yeah, I'd say that just um, be so assertive that you are an expert. Maybe not in the field, but you're an expert in recruitment and you're an expert in, in finding people what they are, what they are looking for. I had the main one for me was uh, one candidate that I introduced to a role. Um, I knew he'd be perfect for it, and he was like, "No, no, like it's a bit too big of a company. I want a smaller company." And I was and I said to him, "Like, there's a couple of your previous uh, colleagues that's gone to this company. Like, I really think that you'll add value, and I think that you could be a really big asset." And he was like, "No, no, it's okay." And I sent him the details anyway, and he was like, "Yeah, like maybe." And I was like, "Why don't you speak with your your old colleague, and he'll let you know that it's a good role." And then he managed to actually be introduced to the company through that colleague oh. and myself. Um, and if I had just like been so assertive and been like, I know that this is a good role, like I'm going to introduce you because like it's a fantastic role for you. Like that would have been in my pocket, but he did end up joining the company after me actually helping him through the process because I mean, when he asked me about the interview process, I'm not going to lie and I'm not going to try and shaft him and send him to my company. Like, I wanted to help him like, find the right role and I ended up doing all my job for free of charge. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's a really interesting one, actually. Yeah, just, I guess, again, confidence, right? And being yeah, like, exactly. no, no, Becca, the recruiter knows that this is where you should go. This is why, yeah, that that's really interesting. Th thanks for for sharing that. So I guess, what what did you what have you maybe learned then? Uh, bringing it back to 
maybe things um, sort of early on on that. Like, what what did you learn in your first six to twelve months, or the last six to twelve months that maybe you wish you knew from day one? Um, yeah, I think again, um, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but you need to um, understand that you are an expert in that recruitment. Like, I I know that there's so many different fields out there. And not everyone's going to understand, like, even people that recruit for, like, nurses or, um, like, yeah, construction workers, you're not going to understand, like, all the ins and outs of what they do. Um, but, yeah, you need to just understand the process, like, go, go with each candidate from your first ever candidate through the process and understand how their process is. So you can tell it from both sides, I think. And, like, you've mentioned being an expert a couple of times. So let, let me know what you mm-hmm. think about this. But... When I speak to a lot of people through uh, recruitment mentors that are early on, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like they can sort of get in their own way and have, I don't know, just sort of prevent themselves from having that confidence and then being an expert and say things like, oh, like this senior software developer is going to know way more than me. I'm only a junior recruiter, these types of things. So mm-hmm. how how did you, how have you really lent into like, being confident around being an expert because I think a lot of people mm-hmm. feel like it that's going to take time and I can't be that confident until I get to this certain position do you know what I mean so how yeah. you mentioned it a few times how have you got better at not saying to Beck saying to yourself like oh I've only got six months so I'm not that much of an expert like do you get what I mean because you can quite easily yeah. fall into that no I, I completely understand I've been the exact same I'd say like just being so genuine and honest from from the get-go like even if you're in your first like month just be like okay look I'm very new to this company I'm very new to recruitment but um I know that we've got some fantastic opportunities on the market right now if you're looking for this opportunity like we have um incredible roles um I'd love to discuss with you and find out what it is that you're looking for and then I'll go back and I'll make sure that this matches with that like you you don't need to um yeah, again, you don't need to be an expert in, in what you're selling. You just need to know that you're doing the right thing for that person. Like even when it comes to, to BD, um, like they understand that you're not the developer themselves or you're not the um, like the candidate themselves. Um, you need to just understand what it is that you're here for and how you're going to help them get to where they want to be. So, yeah, own it. Yeah, honestly, I love that. And what, what do you think you do you think you've done anything to speed up that process? Do you think you've really gone above and beyond to like getting to that point where you are more co- like so I get that own it. Look, I am new to this, but like you said, be honest, I'm here for your best intentions and these types of things. But do you think you've done anything personally to really accelerate? Yeah. yeah I'd say that um just like um getting your personality across, like even when it comes to your personal branding. Um, I've gained clients through personal branding, I've gained lots of candidates through personal branding, and I see a lot of people out there posting stuff that's really relevant to their sector, but again, those candidates know that they don't actually know anything about the sector whatsoever, so it's just quite false. I think when you get your personality across and, uh, yeah, really, like, even as recruitment, what you're doing is selling a person, you're not selling all of their... um, all of their expertise, I can write a whole CV out, but when I send the candidate, I'll be like, if I'm honest, like I know that they might be a little bit junior, but what really sold me was uh, the confidence that they had and their personality and enthusiasm to learn. Um, I think 
as long as you sell yourself as a person, it's the exact same as what you're doing day to day or selling candidates to the to the company. Love it. So um, obviously you've you've gained um, a number of promotions in, in your last year. Obviously, correct me if I'm wrong. So obviously, you're—I don't know how long, how long for, but obviously, you've been doing the sort of client and business development side, right? Yeah. In the past, how long has that been? I'd say mainly just this year, really. So in the past, like eight months. Eight months, cool. Okay. So I guess curious to find this out. You just mentioned around around um, personal branding, but mm-hmm. what what has been sort of your own experience and your best way of, firstly cultivating and building sustainable client relationships what has ended up being the sort of best way for you to achieve that has it been personal branding has it been a mixture of the phone good emails i don't know what what has ended up really working for you yeah it's like a mixture of everything really um i think having your personal brand always putting out as much as you can um to get your personality and just the way that you are across um just things that you do in your home life i think people want to know the people that they're working with um, I did start out just posting um, as much as I can about tech and as much as I could about Scala, but um, it only ever really was the the people at UMatter that was liking or interacting. Um, but yeah, I think the one post where I probably put my personality across the most and posted a, a disgusting photo of myself, like they actually mm-hmm. went viral and that's where I, I gained a couple of client calls and, um, and a lot of candidates from that as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say even from the get-go, when I introduce myself to people, I've started introducing video calls. Again, you can get so much more personality across than you can on a cold call, than you can on an email. Um, but yeah, just trying to be there and be present as much as you can when it comes to calling, um, just to catch up with them or booking in um, booking in like a call every other week and just catching up on the pipeline. You want to, yeah, just stay um, stay personable with these guys, definitely. Yeah, I'm definitely getting that. And I think sometimes sometimes these are the sorts of things that people early on in their career feel like uh, they can't share these things or, like, I don't know, are too concerned or worried about that. But clearly that's been, yeah, one of the some of the best things that you've done. And that, that's what I'm sort of, getting, sort of learning in this conversation is that you really lend it into like bringing the full Becker to work and bringing your personality and connecting with people on a human level. And that's actually ended up being, becoming your competitive advantage or has ended up actually really impacting your results. Yeah, even um, when it comes with, to, um, if, if you ever have the opportunity to turn up conferences or meetups or anything like that, I'd highly recommend it. Like it's a great way to interact with with those in your sector. So what what's been interested to hear this from you? What what's been like the best training advice that maybe you've got from Mitch or Jay or other people in the business? What what's been the best training advice that you've received that's really worked for you since starting? It could be anything, and feel free to go as granular as you want. But I don't know. Does anything stick out? Yeah, well, there's one thing that um, me and Mitch have actually started look, looking into um, very recently. Um, he has mentioned it quite a lot throughout my time at UMATA, but we've really started to dig into it quite recently now that I've hit the year mark. Um, but your data behind what you're doing is incredible. Like, now I've been here for a year, I can really look at how many um, candidates that I've subbed to get my one deal or how many interviews that it's taken me to get that one deal. And now I can start looking at things at a whole new perspective. 
I could really look like, okay, well, if it takes me uh, nine interviews to get one deal, um, then I need to make sure that I'm doing nine interviews a week or nine interviews every other week so that I'm getting at least two deals a month or, um, or even looking at things like, okay, well, if I did the same amount um, of deals I'm doing now, but I just did them in my own client, then I'm doubling my uh, billings anyway. It's incredible like what you can really look back at, and it goes really far back as well. I think even if I started maybe two months in, and I was looking at how many profiles that I looked at to send out the amount of messages that I need to, or how many messages that I sent out to, um, to get on as many candidate calls as I want to, if you start looking back and start going through all this, you can really start leveraging how much work you're doing and leverage like working smarter than rather than harder, I guess. But I think if anyone can really get in touch with their, whoever looks after all of that, it's definitely worth going through. That's that's so interesting. So what I'm getting from that, you're probably the first person to to say this. So what I'm getting from that, what what has that what you seem quite excited by that so like what has that enabled you to do because what i'm getting from that and you let me know what you think but it's enabling you to really understand the science behind what it is that you need to do and have even more clarity on what's going to hopefully get you the outcomes and and the the results that you want because i think obviously early on it is very much just like i don't know i need to crack on with this i need to do this or whatever but as you like you said as you gain more and more experience there's more and more data that you can look at it can actually really get a grasp of what's required to achieve x outcome so it seems like it's enabled you to have even more clarity on what becky needs to do to achieve the goals that you want is what i'm getting from that yeah massively i mean it's um really puts things into perspective for me like how much money that I've made this year, I'm super happy with. Like all I want to do really is maintain it. But I know, um, I know now what I need to do to to double that. And for me, even if I was to perhaps go on holiday next week, all I need to know is how much, how many interviews that I need to get before I go on holiday, and how many interviews I need to get after I go on holiday to just maintain the level that I'm at. I don't need to go on holiday for a week and then stress when I get back thinking, oh, I'm so behind, like, I haven't got this many interviews, I haven't done this, when it's like, okay, well, now I know the numbers that I need to have before I go and I know the numbers I need to have before I come, like, as I come back, um, and I don't need to stress about it at all because I know as soon as I've got those nine interviews, I've got my deal, like, I don't need to stress, like, that's how many interviews it's taken me to get a deal, and that's, that's mass. <laughs> yeah, no, I, lo- I love that because... Particularly now, as you as you've been as you all know, doing the client, the candidate side, 360 side, there's a lot going on, right? There's a lot you can be prioritising these things. So I think that's a really interesting insight because that can oftentimes be the boring part, deemed as admin, these types of things. But actually, what it's enabled you to do is just have complete clarity on what Becky needs to do, and it's going to give you, like you said, more confidence to know that right. I've I know I've done that, so it should mean this. It still may not happen, but I know that yeah. I've really put in the inputs and achieved what I needed to 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 get close to or achieve the outcomes that you wanted. Yeah, exactly. that, that's really interesting. So I don't know if you've experienced this, but did have you experienced like a penny drop moment, like the one where you really felt like you got it since being with you, Matt? Do you think you had one of those moments where things really clicked for you? Um. Hmm. I don't know. I'd say it's really? probably happened maybe two or three times, and then and then I've been like, oh, okay, maybe not not quite so much. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, I think really when I've got a real grasp on, on my candidate management and I'm really, um, yeah, just not looking so much on, um, like, I need to get 25 subs in a week, like, and just trying to win at how many subs I get. Like, it's really, like, you need to help these guys through the process. Like, they need that extra guidance before every every call that they go into. They need some assistance when it comes to, like, um, like managing what they're looking for, salary expectations or what else it is that they need. Like, they need that. So candidate management would be big for you. Okay. So what, yeah. what about this then? Obviously, I know, I know you've had a, a really good first year. So I guess if you were, if you were to start your journey all over again, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now, how would you approach your first 90 days differently, if at all? Mm-hmm. I would say probably I would, I would chill out a bit on my first month. I think I went in <laughs> again very confident and really cocky thinking I'm gonna do a deal straight away like I'm not stressed when really that first month it should just really be a write-off you need to consume as much as you can take in everything from everyone that you speak to Uh, I think that I was really really lucky starting off when I did in the in our startup because the people that I was shadowing was Jay and Mitch so I was lucky to have what I thought, what I still think are probably the best recruiters out there to uh, take as much as I could from them. But now as we grow our team, like they're even more luckier because they get to take the best parts of what everyone does and make a mega recruiter (laughs) and just really put all of those best things into practice. So yeah, just really just take that first month to, to learn. And again, on those 90 days, keep track of everything. I did so much on my notepad and wasn't really bothering too much with the CRM. Um, but now I would love to have all of those notes back and to really be able to track my data even more because I'd have every single thing on there. Yeah, found that, that's interesting. So it'd be interesting to get get your thoughts on this because of your previous experience. But like, if you could pick one thing about the environment that you've joined, so that you matter, that you feel like has really allowed you to succeed, mm-hmm. what do you think it would be? So, like, I don't know, it could be culture, training, incentives, the right market. Like, what yeah. what is it that you feel like that you've experienced that maybe people should really look for in a company when entering recruitment? I'd say culture is a massive, massive one. Um, as everyone knows, those lows are horrible. Like when those, all those things go wrong, like it's not great. But having like a team that you know you can fall back on, you know, really understand what you're going through and will be there to, to help you through everything. Um, that's really important for me. Um, again, the training is incredible. You need that training in recruitment if you want to go as far as, as you can. Um, yes, recruitment is a great industry to go into if you want to earn lots of money, but unless you're being trained right like you're just gonna want to leave after three to six months really <laughs> so look final question then why why do you think more people should consider recruitment as a career choice um i mean it's hard to picture much else than money i think um, there's a lot of other things that you can say and um, you you change multiple people's lives like 
within like a month, within a week. Um, but yeah, I think there's no better place to start out if you want to earn as much money as possible. Like if you do have genuine ambitions and genuine reasons to earn that much money, like you will have the, the drive to really go for it. Um, like I think last month I paid more in taxes than I've ever, ever earned in, in like a month's work. And that's just because of how much that you put in. I know like everything that you do, you're going to get out as much as you put in, but I think recruitment is probably the best way to do that. Love that. Well, look, Beck, I absolutely love your story. Obviously going, going from the, your experience, leaving the industry, coming back. And then it sounds like you've just really maximized the opportunity and uh, that you've been given. And then also I just love hearing that recruitment's ultimately sort of just enabled you to go, you know what, Becca's capable of even more. Um, and you've really lent into, yeah, I guess pushing the boundaries of what you think is possible and what things that you, you think you can achieve. I think that that's one of the amazing things in recruitment, right? That, like you said, put, it, put, put the work in and you can see uh, you get what it is that you put in. Uh, but yeah, I absolutely love this. So look, thank you so much for, for joining me and, and sharing those things me. with us. Really excited to, to share this with everyone. And I know, yeah, you're always happy to connect with people on LinkedIn and, and these things with people that might be struggling or may have some questions for you. But yeah, thank you so much for being part yeah, of um, this series. Thank you for having me. It's been great.